0: All right. So uh, we got us. uh, There we go. Brain dump. Already started. Yep, yep, There we go. Paul's got the brain dump. Cool. Uh, (laughs) Okay. We got a cold open topic this week in that cold open topic. Since we are covering the first sequel to Win Best Picture Godfather Part 2. We thought we'd talk about sequels that we like as much, if not more than the original film. And who would like to start us off tonight? I'm going to go first. All, all right. right. John, I, I got 6 of them. 6. <laughs> and I think all but one were blockbuster films. So. <laughs> Spider-Man 2. Mm-hmm. Great choice because it was a perfect film. Check the time. Yeah. Uh The Dark Knight because mm-hmm. it was a perfect film. Check. <laughs> God damn, it's so good. Uh Wrath of Khan. <sighs> mhm. Yep, yep. There goes Paul with the can. Uh, Clerks uh, two. <laughs> um. So, I, th- I saw that look. Nice, <laughs> nice lunchbox. All shown his movies lunchbox. This yeah. is what the, I, I, I still own this, and the DVD came in it, and nice. I don't own the DVD. <laughs> <anymore>. <laughs> I just I liked clerks too. I love clerks, but I just like clerks two more because my wife has a very fun dancing scene. <gasps> wow! Yeah, uh, um, Joe. If you don't know, he calls Rosario Dawson his wife. Oh, I see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Fury Road.
1: Check. F- Got yes. Good thing I had like thirty.
0: This is why I went first because <laughs> Zach keeps doing all these and uh, Winter Soldier. Amazing, oh, Yeah, no, that's a that's a pretty solid list. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that's what I got. Okay. All
1: right. Yeah, I guess I'll uh, name a few here. All right. Um, cool. So yeah, I had Dark Knight, Spider-Man 2, Fury Road on my list. Um, I didn't really include any MCU ones because it's like everything is a sequel there and it's uh, I don't know. I just didn't dive into there, but you know fair and i'll you know i i'd mentioned harry potter but that too they're up and down for me so
0: yeah see harry potter i was like it just felt like one movie that just got broken into a few so that's why i didn't count them as sequels yeah
1: um so i got the good the bad the ugly Uh, um you know i've got to mention empire i guess you know uh Terminator two, I mm. love Terminator two more than the original. Um I'll go Toy Story Two. I'm not gonna say three, yeah. I'll go Toy Story Two.
0: Yeah, nice. that's that's the best one of the four.
1: I yeah, I think so too. Um what else I got here?
0: Uh Silence of the Lambs, you know, it's a sequel. Well if, if we're gonna we're gonna go on the technicality, I agree. Um
2: that Manhunter is the original or right. yeah. gotcha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, um,
1: Twelve Angry Men, which is a sequel to The Third Man. <laughs> <laughs> just, just kidding. Oh, uh, uh, and then I'll say uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I like it as much as the original.
0: That's good. That's
1: good. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. Joe, what you got to add? Um. Okay, I've come up. I can come up with a couple. Um. Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. Um. I think. It just hits different themes than the first one um, just takes them in a new direction um Do you I think it's better than return of the king though mm, uh, I think they all just build beautifully honestly um, in their own kind of separate way yeah I think they stacked pretty yeah. really well yeah um I did include an MCU pick obviously I have you know The Dark Knight, Spider-Man 2. Those are just classic superhero movies. Like, just, you know, have to be on a list like this. Mm -hmm. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy 2? Um, I think is, like, if I was going to include an MCU pick, it would be that film. I just think it's... It is the the most comic
0: book movie of all of the MCU movies. Agreed. Agreed.
2: And then Paul and I were talking about this earlier today. Uh, <laughs> but uh, the Flintstones, uh, What what's the name of it? Viva Rock, Viva Viva v- Rock v- Vegas.
0: Vegas. <laughs> <Yep>. Yeah.
2: <laughs> With Mark
0: Addy and Stephen Baldwin.
2: Yeah, uh, that's my silly pick. So there you go. Cool. Okay.
0: Uh, let's see. Here we go. Uh, Evil Dead 2. Nice. Ooh, yep. yes. but, saved that one for you. But Army of Darkness is the best of the series. <laughs> <Yep>. Agreed. <laughs> uh uh Dawn Dawn of the Dead, I think is if not better than as good as Night of the Living Dead. Um oh I had a couple more in my brain. What were they? Um Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. I <laughs> saved that one for you as well. Thank you so much. <laughs> That's uh one of my favorites. Uh Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol.
2: Yeah, I haven't the, seen that yeah, one.
0: My favorite of that series, even though I really like the two that come after it. I like all of them that Lip Biscuit didn't have a song in. Or
2: <laughs> was that I, I the third one or the second one? That
0: was the second one. I don't um, like I don't think I like the third one as much as the first one. But I I think Gross, Ghost Protocol sets mm-hmm. uh like new precedent for how good those films are. Yeah. Uh die hard with a vengeance. Oh yep. yeah, I agree. Wow. Solid. I'm just looking at my, my <laughs> shelf over here now. Uh <laughs> I think uh Cars 3 makes uh hold on no how, how did I do this again? Uh Cars two makes Cars three look like Cars one? Yeah, that's how that goes. Uh, okay. <laughs> yes. Uh Anything else, anything else? Batman Returns. Batman Returns. Really? False. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I agree know. with that. I listen. I like Batman Returns a lot. um mm. but as good as Batman or better, have you have you seen Michelle Pfeiffer in the Catwoman outfit? <laughs> yes. Okay.
2: Have you seen My, Danny DeVito eat a raw fish? Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah i uh, I, th- I think i agree with that i was just a little surprised
0: as much you know as, I, I was as well especially being like i mean batman's my favorite movie of all time yeah. but yeah, yeah i understand um hashtag all batman is good batman agreed uh and then all of the planet of the apes films because i love the planet of the apes films i think i could go for longer oh i i wanted to bring up of frankenstein too better oh, than frankenstein nice. yes very nice okay
1: yes. There was something my- that Caitlin and I were sitting. We were, we we're it's like on our brain. I'll probably think of it next episode or something. But we just kept thinking there was something that we keep telling people the sequel is better,
0: but we can't remember what it was. Homeward um, Bound Two: The Incredible Journey. Oh yeah, oh, and Road Road Warrior. Since Jonathan brought up Kirby Road, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, all right, okay. Let's talk about a movie. Cool. Let's talk about a movie. <laughs> Hello, all you damn beautiful people out there in podcast land. My name is Paul Workman. I'm Jonathan Pierce. And I'm Zach McCoy. And that beautiful voice that you heard in our opening is friend of the show and, well, beautiful man all around, Joseph Tapia. Hello, Joseph.
2: Hello. Welcome. Thank
0: you for having me. Thank you for being here. Yes. Happy to have you. And we... Are your Oscar Grouches? Welcome to back to the Oscar Woristi Podcast, a show where we discuss Oscar winners throughout history and try to determine where the Academy went wrong, if they went wrong, and what film are we watching this week? Zach.
1: We are watching The Godfather Part 2, which continues the story of the Corleone family, their trials and tribulations, now with Vitamin De Niro, a good source of riboflavin.
0: <laughs> well done, <laughs> sir. <laughs> <laughs> I can't follow that shit. (laughs) Uh, Is this everybody's first time seeing this movie? Nope. No.
2: I saw it recently, actually. Uh, I saw it last year, like in December. But I was kind of drunk and (laughs) didn't pay attention. This time I paid attention, though. Nice. Uh,
0: Also, no for me. Joe gave us his first time watching. So uh, Zach, Jonathan, tell us your first times. Yeah,
1: mine is. Uh, I mean, it's just an extension of the the story I gave two episodes ago. I um, bought the triple decker VHS pack when I was like sixteen. Maybe my mom had to buy it for me. I can't <laughs> probably, but yeah, high school. Watched them.
0: Watched them all. Um, mine is also an extension of when we watched The Godfather Part 1. Uh, we immediately, after watching that on Paul's couch, watched the second one. Uh, for me, whatever year it was, I think it was 2002 when the DVD box set came out. Mm-hmm. That that black box set with like the gold lettering. Oh, yeah. Uh, the beautiful box set. My grandparents bought that for me for Christmas. And I immediately... Watched all three films, nice. so you will you will be rehearing this story probably. Well, no, you won't uh, because it didn't win Best Picture. But if it won Best Picture in 1990, you would have reheard that story because I watched all three of them together at my grandparents' nice. house. What a great gift to get
2: from your grandparents!
0: I know it was like the only thing I <laughs> wanted that Christmas. I was like, look at this box set; it's like five discs.
1: <laughs> I think I had that same set
0: yeah uh it was i i think it might have been the only dvd release for like 10 years so mm. now i have the Coppola restoration blu-rays same and unfortunately that disc set is long gone i wish i that's one of the few that i sold away that i really regret selling away that's mm. Mm. Well, because i don't got any grandparents anymore fuckers all went and died Damn! So selfish,
1: honestly. I know.
0: Just what the fuck's wrong?
1: (laughs) They they go on and they leave us here to deal with this burning shithole.
0: Yeah, this place sucks.
2: (laughs) This this episode goes after (laughs) that.
0: Uh, Grandma Grandpa Workman, I miss you. Let's do an Oscar breakdown. Break it down. I actually have a weather report tonight. A real one. Uh, what? <laughs> Joe, if it, I know you probably don't listen to the show, Joe. Because you, you're a busy college student. When do you have time? I am. I'm a busy uh, college student, and I'm in the show. <laughs> you, you told me the other day you never listen to the show. <laughs> but I'm in it, so I at least hear it once. <laughs> uh, so uh, every... Every week I say some dumb thing about what the weather's like, and I have no idea what it is. And this week I know that it is a rainy April 8th, 1975. The big book of Oscar trivia told me so. Wow.
2: Let's go to the movies and see gangsters kill each other.
0: Yeah. Uh, hold on. I like the way they phrase this, so let me read this real quick. Uh, it it was a near biblical downpour. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but, gotta love some uh, good old hyperbole. Yep. And apparently did not keep Jack Nicholson from arriving in sunglasses. Of course. Because <laughs> what would? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, we are still at the Dorothy Chandler Pavilion, Los Angeles, California. Our hosts for the evening, because we are still getting a gaggle of hosts starts with our beloved Bob Hope, uh, Shirley MacLaine, Sammy Davis Jr.'s back, and chairman of the board himself, Frank Sinatra. Nice. Yeah. Our most nominated films on the evening are Chinatown and The Godfather Part 2 at 11 apiece. Mm-hmm. Our most award film of the night is The Godfather Part 2 at 6, doubling its predecessor. Mm. Nice. All right uh here we go best picture godfather part two beating out chinatown the conversation uh, another francis uh nicholas cage's uncle francis ford coppola film thank you uh lenny and the towering inferno the irwin allen film (laughs) (laughs) has the same director been nominated for best picture in the same year before
2: yeah, I was just about to ask. He's you know, I was trying busy. to I was trying
0: to remember that. And I meant to look that up. I know we had producers. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh but hmm. uh, uh Nicholas Cage's uncle Francis Ford Coppola is only nominated for the Godfather Part 2. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Um I don't remember if it happens before. I know it happens again or later on down the road. Sure. Uh considering that it doesn't happen tonight. So that is something I do need to look into. So uh, Nicholas Cage's uncle, Francis Ford Coppola wins best director for Godfather part two, giving him two Oscars on the evening. Uh, best actor goes to Art Carney for Harry and Tonto beating out favorite uh, of the category, Jack Nicholson for Chinatown mm. who apparently assumed he was going to be winning. So he showed up in his best attire and sunglasses. <laughs> Uh, they also beat Al Pacino for The Godfather Part Two. Best actress goes to Ellen Bernstein for Alice Doesn't Live Here Anymore. Yeah. Which will be our Thursese this week. So please stick around for tomorrow. Listen to Thursese's Alice Doesn't Live Here Anymore. Yeah. Okay. Uh, best supporting actor goes to Robert De Niro for The Godfather Part II, playing young Vito Corleone, making this, I believe, the one and only time that two actors have won an Academy Award for playing the exact same role. Uh, and he beats out uh, Fred Astaire, who was the favorite on the evening, for Towering Inferno. Also beats out Michael V. Gazzo from The Godfather Part II, playing Frank Pentag- Pentangali. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Lee Strasberg for The Godfather Part II, playing Hyman Roth. Best Supporting Actress goes to Ingrid Bergman, picking up her third Academy Award for Murder on the Orient Express. Ingrid Bergman. Yeah, that's, that's right. Let's, <laughs> let's get a lot more Mermaid Avenue in here. <laughs> um, and she beats out uh, Nicholas Cage's Aunt Talia Shire for The Godfather Part II. Uh, best Original Screenplay goes to Chinatown best adapted screenplay goes to godfather part two giving Nicolas cage's uncle francis ford coppola his third academy award on the evening uh also mario Puzo picks up that award with him for adapt helping to adapt his own novel uh the academy rule is that anything that is a sequel automatically gets an adapted screenplay oscar nomination oh
2: really? yes That's still, i mean yeah that makes rule? sense hmm yeah is it because it's based on the characters yeah from
0: yeah okay uh, that makes sense because only some of the veto corleone stuff in the flashbacks for this film is based off of the godfather novel everything mm. that involves michael wholly original huh? gotcha i'm gonna talk about that later okay i look forward to that um mm-hmm. uh, Best. Oh, uh, and Godfather Part. Oh, there are two two people I wanted to point out while we were going through it. I'm gonna go back to them real quick. Godfather Part Two beats Young Frankenstein for adapted screenplay. Yep. <laughs> wow. And Ingrid Bergman beats out Madeline Kahn for Blazing Saddles playing Lil- Lily Von. <laughs> so Madeline Kahn. I believe that's two years in a row she's been nominated. I love Madeline Kahn. Indeed. Uh, best foreign language film goes to Amacord from Italy. I believe that's a Fellini, right? Uh, yes. Oh, is it? Yep.
1: I haven't yep. seen that one.
0: It's like number two <laughs> in the Criterion Collection. Oh, my gosh. On my list. No, I think it might be number four. Se- Seven Samurai is number two. Oh, okay. And uh, Alfred Hitchcock's The Lady Vanishes is number three. So I know it's up there. It's up there somewhere. Okay. Uh, all right. Best documentary feature goes to Hearts and Minds, which was a Vietnam protest documentary. Hmm. Uh, best documentary short subject goes to Don't. <laughs> <laughs> Just Don't. Don't. Got to get a little Edgar right in here. Um, hmm. Best live action short film goes to One-Eyed Men or King. Best animated short film goes to closed Mondays. This is apparently a claymation
1: about uh, Dino's pizza here in Newport news. Cause they yes. are closed
0: <laughs> on Mondays. And so delicious. Yes. Very sad. Uh, best original dramatic score goes to the Godfather part two, giving an Academy award to Nino Rota, who was disqualified Uh, for borrowing from one of his own scores for the godfather part one but apparently good enough to be an original dramatic score in this uh because uh i guess from the contributions of nicholas cage's grandfather carmine coppola all right also this brings us to our podcast within a podcast
2: hell yeah John,
0: john williams oscar watch John Williams nominated for Erwin Allen's the towering Inferno.
1: <laughs> I didn't even know it, but I was going
0: to guess it. <laughs> I should watch it. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, best scoring original song score and adaptation or scoring adaptation. They just love it. Don't they? Uh, it goes to the great Gatsby beating out phantom of the paradise which has a song score and adaptation by Paul Williams, who I I will always try to point out on this podcast. Yes. Uh, Best song goes to, we may never love like this again from the towering Inferno. What a horrible song. that is! It's probably a bop. It's probably really happy. Uh, Have you ever heard the morning after from the Poseidon adventure? No. <laughs> is that, is Holy the, shit.
1: There's got to be a morning after. Is it that song?
0: Yeah. It sound, the, this one sounds almost exactly like that. I mean, it won an Academy Award for a different Irwin Allen film. Yeah. Why would you try to replicate that success? <laughs> and he tries. Hmm. Um, and that beats out Benji's theme, I Feel Love, from Benji. Yes! Damn it! <laughs> <laughs>
1: I say and, damn it because how can Benji lose?
0: Right. Uh especially when he feels love. Yeah. Um and uh it beats out Blazing Saddles from Blazing Saddles, giving Mel Brooks his second nomination on the night. Nice. Um Best Costume Design goes to the Great Gatsby, beating out <laughs> Godfather Part Two. Best Sound goes to Earthquake, beating out young Frankenstein, and also the film that should have won The Conversation. Yeah. Hmm. Sorry, the sound design on Conversations. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck it. Like, all right. All right.
1: Sound of metal type uh, reliance on sound in
0: that movie. Exactly. Oh, my God. Just like the first, the first scene in that movie alone, I thought my TV was fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> That's how good the sound design is. <laughs> um, best art direction goes to Godfather Part 2. Uh, Best Cinematography goes to the Towering Inferno. (laughs) Wow. I don't disagree with that. Okay. Uh, Maybe shouldn't have beat out Chinatown. Hmm. But it's shot really well. Uh, Best Film Editing goes to the Towering Inferno. I want to read this category because the film editing category is wild as shit. Towering Inferno, Blazing Saddles, Chinatown, Earthquake, and The Longest Yard of Burt fuck? Reynolds. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they really just veered off there Wait, at the end. This was this was editing. This best yeah. film
0: editing.
1: Didn't even nominate the Godfather.
0: <laughs> didn't <two>. even try.
1: <laughs> ah, and it won for the first movie. That wow.
0: They're like, this maybe maybe, is that, maybe too
1: that's perfect. why. It's like, you already got one. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. we gave you two best pictures. You could just <laughs> deal with one editing. I still remember the day me and Paul sat and watched three of the longest yards. Right? Good day. Well, you have, we, you have to
1: watch, watch, watch all three the longest of them. Yard. A yard was made up of three feet. So.
2: Yeah. Well, there isn't the, there's the one with Adam Sandler. There's yep. the one with Burt Reynolds. And then there's Mean Machine.
0: Which was a uh, British soccer version, a British um. remake, starring, <laughs> Vinny Jones, and, as the Burt Reynolds character, and um,
1: Vinny Jones is of uh, what Lockstock fame? Is
0: that, yeah, that guy? yeah, yeah, yeah. Big, big Chris from Lockstock. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> it was the best of the three, by the way. It is the best of the three. Wow. Though so the original Longest Yard has Bernadette Peters, and I'm a big yes. fan of that. Yes. Uh Chloris Leachman plays the Bernadette Peters role in the Adam Sandler film because old bitches be horny. <laughs> That's
2: true. That's hey, true. I stand by the fact that Cloris Leachman was hot all of her life. What do you mean Wait, it was? It was <laughs> not
0: all of her life. <laughs> uh, uh,
1: Joe, Joe would have been uh, uh well cast in uh, Last Picture Show. Yes, yes, he yes. <laughs> I love
0: that movie. <laughs> playing the William Buttons role. Yeah. All right. Uh, we have a special achievement award going to Frank Brindle, Glenn Robinson, and Albert Whitlock for the visual effects of Earthquake. Uh, a film that I thought of a lot during the uh, torrential downpours that New York was getting and all the videos of the subways flooding. Oh, Damn, because I don't know if you've ever been on the U- Universal Studios tour but they they took you down into like a subway set and flooded it it was really cool oh wow so uh the gene Herschelts humanitarian award goes to Arthur B Kim and our uh, honorary cr- awards what? Arthur B krim you are correct crimp cramp cramp, cramp. It's cramp. and our honorary awards go to To Howard Hawks, a master American filmmaker whose creative efforts hold a distinguished place in world cinema. Mm -hmm. And to Jean Renoir for a a genius who, with grace, responsibility, and enviable, enviable devotion through silent film, sound film, feature documentary, and television, has won the world's admiration. Nice. That is our Oscar breakdown. All right. What a momentous night. Indeed. Indeed, indeed. So let's talk about this movie. Let's. So uh, I don't think this is better or as good as the first one. That is a wild opinion. Hmm. I feel Hmm. like there is a great movie in this movie. And interweaved into this great movie is another movie that deserved another movie. I loved the Vito Corleone stuff. All of the flashbacks were fucking amazing. Yeah. I kind of felt like everything else was B plot. That's just kind of felt Hmm. put together, kind of sloppily like, hey, what are we supposed to do here? Which is Ah. weird because. The veto stuff takes up a third of the movie. Yeah, the rest of the <laughs> two-hour plus runtime is—I don't know—maybe just it not being put together pulled me away from it. Hmm. But I—I I would have loved a movie with more of both, like a yeah. separate movie from each.
1: I—I I can't disagree with that. But not for the same reasons, I guess. I I could I could watch a five hour version of this movie, probably. I guess oh yeah. Oh oh yeah, for sure. Because
0: and, and let me also uh, say that I loved this movie. I Truly so, really did. I, look, just I don't this, this is it. the first time I've watched a, a best picture winner two days in a row. Sure. Because <laughs> <laughs> I will watch any of these movies at the drop of a hat if you let me. <laughs> oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I, I I one hundred percent agree. I just I don't know the Michael stuff. Just it it didn't do it for me as much as the Vito stuff because I spent a lot of the movie going. Oh, I want to keep keep giving me Bobby. Like I'll take that stuff. Oh, um, I think the Michael stuff is it's good, wholly engrossing. I yeah. I get so lost in it that I forget that the flashbacks are coming and then the flashbacks come I'm like, oh yay this
2: <laughs> well you know what I was thinking um, I was thinking about and it's it's funny Jonathan that you mentioned the editing and we talk about you know it getting beat out by the longest yard but I actually appreciate how it's kind of like two movies spliced together and you're seeing kind of the reasons why Vito did what he did in his neighborhood and he takes out the Don uh to kind of like care for the people and then you're juxtaposing that with how his son handles things in a very selfish and kind of just just self-centered way yeah uh and i really like that see for me i
0: i know exactly the parts where i would have wanted the more veto because it's right where you said where he kills the don And then he's the Don. Like I want that in between stuff.
2: Oh, I agree. Oh, like, gimme that. That's
0: the like cause all of a sudden it's like, hey, you killed this guy. Zach Zach's itching to talk. Oh Zach, please. (laughs) I,
1: I um I was holding back a little bit. Joe kind of said what I was thinking and as far as the veto stuff amplifies the Michael stuff for me and I finished watching it last night and I, I made a, a sappy Facebook post just about how good movies can make you reflect on life and think about your position and decisions you made. Who deserves forgiveness? Who doesn't? What does it mean to be a family and a father and a, a son? And, and just, if you don't have veto as a man doing what he needs to do and what he thinks is right to make life better for people versus Michael, who is like, it, you've crossed me, I'm going to fuck shit up, and I have to preserve this legacy because it's it's business. It makes the Michael stuff so heartbreaking for me, and, and it just amplifies Vito as, you know, even though he's still a, criminal, obviously, and, and killing people. He's, <laughs> he's got, he's got principle, he's got values. And that's, you know, yeah. as shown in the first movie where he didn't want to get into the, the drugs and the prostitution and stuff. And he yeah. he'd always had principles and that juxtaposition really, really makes it a rich and, um, more literary movie, even from the first, I, I, I yeah. I'll hold my opinion on whether I think one is better than the other till the end of the episode, but
2: right. Well, it's kind of like how Tom, I think it's near the end of the movie. Tom is sitting down, uh, and, uh, he's, he's with Michael and, uh, he's Michael's saying, Oh, we're going to take him out. Uh, the, what I'm blanking on, um, uh, Hy- Hy- Hyman, Hyman Roth Roth, yeah. Hyman Roth. we're going to take Hyman Roth out and uh Tom says do we have to take out everyone he says no just my enemies and yeah. we, he says we've already won you know it to him it doesn't matter yeah right and
0: and the the issue becomes that through the film oh michael seems to see your enemies he doesn't he doesn't seem to have anyone and you know he tells he tells Tom that he only wants to take out his enemies after chastising Tom for getting an offer for another job. <laughs> right, and he's like, yeah. "You, you could just take your wife and your kids and your mistress and get the fuck out of here for all I care." It's <laughs> like you're you're bitter over nothing. And Tom says, "What do I have to tell you about every job offer I turn down now?"
2: Yeah, because yeah.
0: he's so paranoid in people yeah. leaving him that all he sees are enemies.
2: Yeah. So when when does it end? Yeah, it's, it's such a stark contrast from the beginning of the movie where he has this conversation with him like, hey, I trust you more than I trust my own brother right now. Like, it's, you know, such a downward spiral.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. John
2: Cazale. John Cazale in this film is amazing.
0: Heartbreaking. Freaking heartbreaking. He, <laughs> yeah. like the fact that he's not he's not in the list of the best supporting actors is yeah yeah is insane to me he's so good in this movie
1: yeah isn't it like uh every movie he was ever in was nominated for best picture or something I, he's, there's some he was accolade. In, like he
0: he's in five best picture nominees two this year the other godfather uh i next don't, next year he's in day dog afternoon. day afternoon, afternoon. he'll yep. be in dog day afternoon and and deer hunter, deer hunter. 78 yep. and uh, he dies in 77 of lung cancer yeah. with his uh, devoted girlfriend, Meryl Streep, by his side. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I've i watched Godfather 2 twice and got very sad twice that John Cazell's potential was taken from him right at the height of his power. Yeah. I will say that
1: Paul, you, you talked about at the end of the, the Godfather episode how even though that's not a happy movie, it makes you feel good to watch. Or mm-hmm. like you, I don't get that with this one, I don't think. I think... I, I watched it twice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, happy I, both times. Uh, well, I love, I love to watch it, but I've watched it less than the first just because it does make me sad.
0: As have I. I, I and, which honestly makes me sad that I've watched this less than the first one because Robert De Niro, holy shit. God damn it, dude! Oh my <laughs> God,
2: he he's so good in this movie. He just captures the role, like yeah. What like, were you? T- you said something about the voice earlier. Oh, he. I like that
0: he's got kind of the vocal um, frizz. Um, can't yeah. think of what they call that. Um, I like that he has a bit of it, but he's not like overplaying it. Right. Yeah. He's got a hint of the rasp. Like, he does it more in parts where it feels like it's needed, especially Mm -hmm. when he's kind of in, like, business mode. Right. But, yeah, no, he, God, he did it perfect. Yeah, there's, there are just times where it's like, he he is giving it just the right amount where he's like, he's like, "Let let me take Brando's voice and just make it younger instead of just, you know, leaning completely into it. Yeah, he's he's kind of here like it's it's so good yeah like yeah and here we go here's the this movie's too good i can't i can't think of original and fun things to say about it i mean i just keep coming back to the i i want separate movies out of this movie like i really do Mm. like i I want to kind of go through it and cut them that way well
2: well, what was the we saw
0: the godfather saga yes 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 where they where they added more stuff and put it in chronological order for tv oh but it's also added in like all the veto stuff's up front they do it they do it completely in chronological order with the first one so you get complete veto up front and then oh, okay then you go into uh the first movie and then the michael stuff from the second movie hmm. oh so somebody did the thing yeah it exists it's called godfather saga i I might have to check that out just to i won't see Uh, if that's different i want to see the original cut of this film because apparently they cut back and forth between them a lot more really like more periodically than the what's it like four times that they do it in this movie yeah apparently it was like parallels going throughout the film i kind of want to see how that goes but Mm. I could see that getting a little annoying. Yeah. Uh, you, you agree with audiences
2: in 1974. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just not as good as The Longest Yard, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's good. But that Burt Reynolds. That Burt Reynolds. Oh, that Burt Reynolds.
0: Joe. Uh, Joe, you had a moment you wanted to talk about.
2: Um, Did I? What? What?
0: What moment? The dawn and the veto scenes.
2: <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> um uh, this movie has a lot of funny moments, surprisingly. There were a lot of moments where I mean, obviously you're dealing with some heavy subjects, you know, like um family and legacy and, and things of this nature, but there's some moments of levity. Um, particularly there's this one part, this one flashback. Um Vito's driving a car, he's like doing a job or something. Um and the Don just kind of pops up and he's like eh? and he makes a little noise too I think he's like, yeah, he's like hey hey eh? yeah. I'm here I'm the Don I'm the bad guy if you didn't know ooh if he had a mustache he would probably twirl it you know yeah, yeah. like give me $200 and, then, and I'll go and on. then he immediately grabs an orange and I'm like oh, okay got it <laughs>
0: Uh, and then there's the, uh, the banana daiquiri scene <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how do you, for banana daiquiri. How do you, how do you say uh, banana daiquiri? Banana, daiquiri. banana
2: daiquiri. <laughs> <laughs> there are, there are some funny moments in this.
1: I, um, you know, every time, uh, this may not have as many iconic moments as the first one, but it has quite a few still. Mm-hmm. Um, Every time uh, Michael kisses Fredo and says, I knew it
0: was you, it just, it, it,
1: yeah, it, it just, oh, yeah, you broke
0: my heart. Oh, yeah, yeah, got it. I like, I like, we're bigger than US Steel. Yep. <laughs> That's one of my favorite lines from this movie. But I mean, you're right. Like, I mean, the first one, I could, I could just say phone booth or a phone booth scene to somebody and instantly in someone's head, they're going to know exactly or not phone, booth, but the toll booth. Toll booth. They're going to think exactly of that scene. Like, I don't think there's really much of that in this one. Well, you got, you know,
1: fishing boat.
2: Yeah. Uh, stealing yeah. a rug. <laughs> yeah. You know? The rug scene is, is great. It's very yeah. funny. So good. Yeah. Now I'll always
1: think of, you know, the South park episode of, um, Cartman, I can't remember who, does he have but, butters in the boat where he's beating him over the head with the, <laughs> the, the foam bat or
0: something? Yep. Alright, mm-hmm. well, again, it's a great movie. It's All hard right. to discuss a great movie. Paul, oh, Paul, you got something. Oh, I got a couple things. Uh, oh, I, I was one. happy to go back and see how many great uh, actors there were in this film that I always forget are in it. like uh, Uncle June! <laughs> Uncle June! Yes! Oh <laughs> Dominic Easy. <my God>. <laughs>
2: i am a huge uh, sopranos fan yeah and i <laughs> saw that and i was like whoa and then he
0: immediately ran and got some gabagool, gabagool. <laughs> uh and then harry dean stanton playing uh <laughs> one of the oh, uh, yeah. one of the bodyguards yeah, and uh, yeah. did anybody notice the senator sitting directly to the left of uh what what's the senator that shows up at the beginning? What was his name? Oh, I forgot. Oh, I know who you're talking um, about. Anyway, uh, the the one that shows up in the, the opening scene, uh Healy or whatever. Uh did anybody recognize the senator sitting directly to his right, camera left?
1: I feel like no. I re- recognized, but I I'll know when you say it probably. Oh, you're you're
0: you're gonna be so excited because it was the most important person to ever make film. What? Roger Corman, what? <laughs> who, of I, course, gave uh, Francis Ford Coppola his start? Sorry, ooh. Nicholas Cage's <laughs> uncle, Francis Ford Coppola. Hey, sorry, yep. respect the nomenclature. Um, gave him his start with the film *Dementia 13. Nice. Um, which was on the, uh, which was on the marquee of the movie theater in *American Graffiti*. Dang! Nice. <laughs> uh so yeah and uh one of the other senators and i don't know which one because i i couldn't spot him is allegedly the author of i am legend richard (laughs) matheson nice (laughs) some of the other senators are important people too but not the most important person to ever make film
1: right is that what you were uh mentioning in the first part of the episode that you were going to bring up or is that yep,
0: that's the note I was most excited about the nice uh, and this is not the last best picture we will see him
2: in. oh <laughs> wow Roger oh. Corman will strike again oh he will <laughs> and, I, and I am ready for it hot
1: and
0: heavy all right well any other notes gentlemen mm. 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 Mm.
1: Mm. just I'll just say that you know more than more than lots of things, lots of sequels. This really just feels like a continuation of the first movie. Um, I like that they don't have to really reintroduce anybody. They're just like, it's part two. You just continue. It's not like modern sequels. It's
0: like, here's the characters again. Let's get to know them in a few minutes. I don't know. Uh, I got a lot of weird quick notes I could throw out. Yeah. Sure. This is the first film that was ever called part two. Oh, yeah. No film was ever called part two before this. So that started that trend. Uh, The apparently James Kahn came back to shoot the birthday scene at the (laughs) end. My favorite scene in the entire, the entirety of the uh, Godfather series. Uh, He came back and got paid the exact same amount for this film that he did for the first film. In which he was
2: one of the lead actors. Wow. (laughs) You know, Uh, about that scene, I thought for a second that Robert De Niro was going to come out to that table in old age makeup. (laughs) And I'm so (laughs) glad that that did not happen.
0: Uh, Allegedly, uh, Brando was supposed to come back, but didn't show up.
2: (laughs) Amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, Very in character for him
0: anyway i i like that scene the most because i like seeing the children actually get along yeah it's, it's a great actual family moment they feel like a family they're they tease each other they're having a good time then there's kind of an almost explosive violence because sunny has a short temper uh so it, daddy's it, it,
1: fighting again
0: yeah. <laughs> it works for all that and then one by one they all peel off from him and he is left alone by himself. And I think it is the most striking image in the whole film. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Especially with the rest of them celebrating together and him sitting on the outside. Beautiful. Um, The uh, Pantagali character was supposed to be um, Clemenza from the first film. But the actor who played Clemenza apparently wanted to write all his own dialogues. (laughs) So he wrote
2: them out. Nice.
0: (laughs) Wow. So those are, those are just fun notes. Thank you.
2: Yeah. All right,
0: Paul. Well, is this movie in the uh, library? Uh, You know, it is. All right, then. All right. So I'm going to start this by saying the first film got in in 1990. Joe, I have to set up the rules for you. We try to guess what year this was inducted into the national film registry, the library of Congress. The first class of films was 1989. The first Godfather film, as we talked about two weeks ago, was inducted in 1990, the second class, and now we're all going to guess what, or you three are going to guess what
2: year. This film got in. Okay. Um, can I go first? Yes, yes. absolutely. Please. Um, I'm going to say 1991 because if they were on that shit for the first one um, or this, you said the first year, or the second class,
0: uh, the second class would have been 1990. Okay. Which is so, like the first one got in.
2: I, I'm going to say they They did the. 1991. Kay. I'm um
1: hmm, I'm gonna go ninety three.
0: I'm gonna be ballsy. I uh am I'm saying it's going in the same year as the first one. Oh, that is ballsy.
2: Huh? Yeah. Wow. Oh.
0: Hey, Zach. Yeah. You may want to take off your headphones and do a fucking lap because you got it right on the money, baby. Oh! Good job, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Okay. <laughs> now we're tied 1993 finally Zach I finally gets got it. oh <laughs> was, my god i was really hoping i was really hoping uh, setting I, up that the first I, one got it in 90 was gonna help you
1: my wife just stuck her head out
0: the door sorry
1: <laughs> hopefully i did not wake the children <laughs>
0: <laughs> finally finally joe you would have won the prices right but zach got exact money so, so. All right, uh, our another seventy-four inductees go. Atonia, portrait of a woman, documentary. Blazing Saddles going in in two thousand six, of course. Uh, Chinatown going in nineteen ninety-one. So, Joe, you would have been right on Chinatown. Uh, the conversation. So, both of Coppola's films this year get in. Uh, Fuji. Godfather Part 2, Hearts and Minds, the documentary. Oh, Fuji was a short subject, by the way. Uh, a Woman Under the Influence, which goes in the earliest in 1990 and is currently on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Um, and Young Frankenstein, going into yes, 2003. Okay. So both of Mel Brooks' films go in this year. <laughs> Just making sure. No Benji or Herbie Rides again. Mel. I know, there's, there is no God. Uh. All <laughs> well said. All right. Well, it is that time for the Worsty Judgments. Pause for effect.
1: (laughs) But now he's got a cut that you said that. Or maybe he doesn't. No, he he probably won't. I hope he doesn't.
0: (laughs) All right. So, Joe, we're going to start off with you. We have two very important questions, and we're going to kind of round this out here. So for the first question, I'm going to ask you. Does this movie deserve best picture?
2: Hmm. Um, well, it, it's, it's hard for me to give an objective answer. Cause I've only seen one of the other nominees. Um, and that's Chinatown and it's a great film. I think I enjoyed this one more than that though. Um, and I think, Comparatively to the first one, which the first one I haven't seen in years, but I know that is a perfect film. Um, This one makes the first one seem kind of boring, which is hard to do. Wow. So I'm going to say, yeah, it definitely deserves it.
0: Hot take. I enjoy that. that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The first one is amazing
2: i said it was perfect yeah but i said comparatively yeah all
0: right well i am going to agree with you um i have seen one less movie than you have so it's kind of hard to get that as well um of course i'm a little upset again since uh, Herbie rides again did not even get nominated yeah um total injustice texas chainsaw massacre came out in 74 though too Mm-hmm. And, oh hell yeah <laughs> uh, that's a tough one to be overlooked but we got the exorcist last year and i think that's basically going to be it from the academy or at least not much when it comes right. to good horror um but yeah no i mean this movie definitely deserves best picture i think even having not seen the rest of the films i can still say without a doubt so zach
1: does it deserve best picture all right, let's look at the best picture nominees. Um, I didn't watch Towering Inferno. I, you know, I actually sort of wanted to, but you know, just didn't have time. You really should have. <laughs> I'll, I'll go back after we finish this podcast a year from now.
0: That was the one I was actually <laughs> trying to see because I knew that one was uh, kind of up my alley. Yeah, yeah my and head. the cast You're, is yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um.
1: Let's see, Lenny. I got about 20 minutes left of it. Actually, I haven't finished it, but I, I like it. All right. But it, it's not a best picture winner kind of movie to me. Um, but the top three this year on, on the best picture nominees are all excellent. Just but bangers. Number three, I'm going to have to put the conversation um, really, really good tense kind of, Quiet and thoughtful, similar pacing to some parts of the Godfather. Just a lot of uh, you know the politics and conversations. It was a conversation. Um, and then my number two is Chinatown. And Chinatown, um, you know, Polanski is a, a you know what rapist um, and a pretty horrible person. But you know that happens after Chinatown's made it. What anyway? aside aside from that Chinatown is one of my absolute favorite movies and it would have been my pick for best picture if not for the Godfather part two which is also a perfect movie so Godfather two deserves best picture
0: all right and Paul all right now I didn't watch one of the best picture nominees this week but I've seen it multiple times and I know how I feel about it so I'll get there in a second Mm -hmm. Uh, My number five is Lenny. It's a film I really enjoyed and and a film that I think was fine. Um, I think it's maybe my new favorite Dustin Hoffman performance. I'd never seen it before. Yeah, Uh, I think it's a really good film. I just don't. I I wouldn't have. I don't think I would have nominated it, uh, especially in a year that uh, uh, to Mel Brooks films come out that are way better. I mean, arguably, the two best Mel Brooks films. Arguably. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Like I think it'd be tough to even argue against that. Yeah, I I don't even know. They may not be my two favorite. I was going to say, I don't know that they're my favorite Mel Brooks films. I think they might be his best. Yeah. So so I think Lenny gets left off. I also think Towering Inferno gets left off, but it is my number 4 because that movie just fucking rules. Mm. It's so much fun <laughs> and there's so many scenes with Paul Newman and Steve McQueen together that's two sets of gorgeous blue eyes on two beautiful men that just <laughs> should always be in movies together. I please all the time.
1: Mm.
0: Um anyway that film's a lot of fun and it's and it sucks me in just i just get in there and i but i'm not sure it's not sure it's a film i give best picture to it's definitely one of those uh campaign did really good yeah yeah campaign did real good erwin allen was trying to pretend like he was uh nicholas cage's uncle francis ford coppola Uh uh and then I, I'm I'm going straight up the line with you, Zach. Conversation was my number three. Another film I had never seen before. I, I, I believe I gave it five stars on the Letterbox, mm-hmm. and it. Oh man, that last shot of, of, uh, uh, yep, here we go, brain dome again. Um, was
1: it Hackman or someone
0: else? I Hackman, think. thank you. Yeah. That last shot of Hackman just sitting in his torn up apartment playing saxophone is haunting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, one of the most it 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 hit me the same way that um that five easy pieces last shot hit me yeah it just left me drained um chinatown so good it is a neo-noir for the ages and everything that's come after it absolutely wants to be it it's who framed roger rabbit without roger rabbit in it i love chinatown so much and nicholson is perfect yeah
1: I th- the the ending too, it's one of the saddest endings for me for some reason. I don't know, oh. I'm, I'm not for some reason, but, yeah. but it it's one that sticks with me and I I don't openly bawl every time, but I, my face is always wet.
0: Yeah, but John Houston again, just so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when he shows up and just steals Faye Dunn away and takes her away and forget it, Jake, it's Chinatown, just yeah what a fucking punch in the gut that film is perfect it's the one i didn't get to watch this week but i've seen it enough times that i didn't yeah. need to watch it this week i know exactly where it sits in my head yeah. uh, i i would have liked to but i did i didn't get a chance uh and then my number one's Godfather part two because it's a perfect film and uh it deserves best picture because it rules like literally all three of those top three. And yeah, I would, I would think it'd be like an action movie. Any probably. one of those could have won best picture this year. I would have been just fine. Yeah. They're all perfect. All right. So before we get into our second question, I'm kind of, I kind of want to introduce this because uh, Paul had mentioned how much he enjoyed it before. So we might move this to a earlier point. Um You guys want to take a guess at what the highest gross movie was that year? Oh, fuck. Uh, towering Inferno.
1: Uh, <laughs> If it's not Towering Inferno, Herbie rides again? Nope. Yeah,
0: it was 100% the Towering Inferno. (laughs) (laughs) Um, With Blazing Saddles and Young Frankenstein coming in at 2 and 3. Wow. Wow. Really? That's
2: interesting for an R-rated
0: movie. Yeah, Uh, Blazing Saddles being that high shocks me, actually. It was like 5 million behind Towering Inferno. Wow. Wow, that's close. And Godfather came in at number 6, behind The Trial of Billy Jack. (laughs) <laughs> it got beat by a billy <laughs> Jack sequel <laughs> and okay. earthquake so. the earthquake doesn't shock me uh, yeah billy so. jacks such a weird franchise i hmm. think right. uh think walking tall without without the charm god <laughs> <laughs> all right so Joe, this is the more important question, obviously, um, where we okay. get down to the nitty gritty here. So it's going to be kind of a two parter for you. Um, is this the worst best picture? <laughs>
2: um, y- you know i i've I've lived in a time where I've experienced worse best pictures, so I'm going to say no.
0: All right. Well, that brings up the second part. What is your worst best picture?
2: oh geez um uh i mean i think it's probably a recent one we're all thinking of right now um and if it's not this one it's probably some earlier one that's inherently racist or or (laughs) problematic obviously um just a disclaimer but i think green book's a real pile of shit. I can't wait till we talk about that movie. Yeah, I, I'm gonna I, be
0: so mad. Yeah.
1: Very nice. It's one of the one of the inspirations for this
2: show, it's I believe.
0: 100 percent that
2: that oh. Forrest Gump. I, I'm glad. I'm glad I can affirm affirm you guys. Yeah. So. Yeah.
0: All right. So, Zach, is this the worst best picture?
1: Hmm. Mm, no, I'm still, uh, you know, I'm sticking with the greatest show on earth. Um, <laughs> God. I never want to see that movie again. <laughs> I don't even want to look Fair. at it.
0: Fair enough. How about um, you, Jonathan? No, it is, uh, again, not super racist or a movie about child grooming or fucking circuses. So, you know, no. <laughs> It uh, hits none of those three. Yeah. Yeah. Paul? Um, So, absolutely not. This is an incredible film, and I love it to death. And uh, it now shares a ranking on my list that matches exactly how many times the both of you have gotten a... Really? uh, national film registry correct i think this is so much better than the original uh uh, everything about it the parallels the 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 way that he opens up the world the all the stunning location work Mm. everything i think this film is perfect and the there's not a wasted moment of film Wow. Pacino's better than this one. I think Kazal's better than this one. Diane Keaton's better than this one. Everything just goes the distance. I, All right. I honestly believe this one may just barely scratch my top 10. It's fair. It's my number one. I, yeah.
1: I haven't I, decided whether it's my one or two yet.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, <clears throat> I finished watching it. The other night, I was like, is this better than the first? And then I rewatched it with Joe today. I was like, yeah, it is.
2: It's, it's damn good.
0: I watched the first more. I think the first is a little more entertaining, but yeah, I think this one hits me emotionally a lot more, especially, especially watching the juxtaposition and watching him destroy his own family and not be able to get out of his way to do it. Because he's so interested in... more interested in power. Where Vito was not interested in the power, he just knew that somebody had to take it. I think he... Oh, man. I don't know if I want to dig deep into that at this point. Yeah. I just don't think Vito needed to. I don't think he needed to either, but he... If he wasn't going to, someone else was going to. And if if it wasn't him with his brand of mm. of at least empathetic uh justice reins of power, man. yeah. his is yeah. leaning toward justice. Yes, he's a violent and oh, violent and despicable yeah. person, but he's the he's the whole, you know, better go with the devil, you know. Fair enough. Okay. All right. Well, we are going to call that here, Joe. Thank you very much for joining us. Today. Yeah, brother.
2: Thanks. Thank you for having me. I'd love to come back anytime.
0: Absolutely, we'd love to have you back. Is there anything you. you'd like to plug? Any social um, medias you'd like to share? And please say your Twitter because if you want filthy, <laughs> filthy, if you want to well, watch somebody be horny on Maine, go to his Twitter and it is amazing.
2: Well, it's it's a now defunct Twitter, but thank you oh. for, for that plug. It would have been great. Um, uh no uh this has been lovely um i enjoy talking about movies um i'm a a theater student i and i'm about to graduate and i have lots of hot takes on on theater and film and i'd love to you know shoot the shit anytime all right well again we
0: thank you very much for joining us thank you and my name has been jonathan pierce you can find me on twitter on other things that my brain dumb because Paul's <laughs> is contagious. Uh, Twitter, TikTok, and Twitch at Altorn underscore Occam. Zach, where can we find you?
1: You can find me on Critiker at Zachmaster x a k k m a s t e r. Uh, TikTok at House Havoc, and I think um, I'm going to start plugging my letterbox too because I've started. Uh, you know, I have my rankings of these films, and I've also started a what should have won best picture to like parallel Ooh. what I've said on these mm-hmm. episodes. Nice. And then I'm ranking the Thursdayy ones too. So letterboxd, I think on there I'm <laughs> instead of Zach master, it's Zach tastic X, a K K T A S T S E. Cause I'm uh, forever 18. Apparently. Uh, so
0: yeah. All um, right. Paul. Uh, You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Letterboxd, where I keep a running tally of all the films I watch throughout the week. I don't think I watched anything fun this week, so I apologize. Uh, And uh, I keep my rankings of the Best Picture winners that we discussed on this show at Father of the Fear across all platforms. And Zach, what are we watching next week?
1: Jack Nicholson, get out your good suit again, because we're watching One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest.
0: Hell
1: yeah which you can stream on HBO Max or rent on Amazon, Google Play, Vudu, and YouTube.
0: We would like to thank Trav from our sister podcast, Leveling Up and Benjamin Banks, for producing our show. We would like to thank Chad Ramsey for our most excellent theme song. We would like to thank Megan and Jay Bellevue for our beautiful artwork. We would like for you to follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Oscar Pod and on Facebook at The Oscar Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a nice, five-star review, much like I did with The Godfather Part 2. It really helps us to be seen in the almighty rhythm of Al Gore. I miss my mixer. You're a mixer. Let's go to the
1: uh, what is it? The, uh, Havana mixer. We'll go down there, we'll dance with Fredo, (laughs) and then we'll send him to the boat.
0: (laughs) For Jonathan, Zach, Joe Tapia, and Fredo, who broke my art. I would like for you all to have a damn fine day.